Hello and welcome back to another episode of Koala Cove. My name's Kate Hammond. I am a fertility counsellor and hypnotherapist. Today we will be looking at five tips to manage the two-week wait and we'll also be looking at the risk and resource model to help alleviate any anxiety. So let's dive in. The two-week wait can be one of the most anxiety-inducing stressful periods of the whole IVF process. The the constant back and forth between wanting to test, trying not to test, thinking this, thinking that. It can be so just overwhelming and exhausting. On one end of the spectrum, you've got the, the fear of it being unsuccessful. And on the other end, you've got the hope of it, of it being a positive result. And there's so many what ifs floating around. So here's five tips to help manage that two week wait anxiety. And then after that, I'm going to share with you a little exercise that you can do to hopefully help alleviate any excessive anxiety outside of the two week wait. Um, So this can be applied to any situation. So tip one, Avoid comparing symptoms with others on the internet. And I know, (laughs) I know just how tempting it is when you've got Google and the whole world of information right there all the time, 24-7 at your fingertips, but it will not do anything to alleviate that anxiety or that nervousness. It won't. And the reason why it won't is simply because there's no cut and dry answer or explanation for a particular symptom ever. There will always be examples of people who experience something differently or have had a different outcome to the same symptom or reaction. And that's because we're all individuals with our different physiological mechanisms and microbiomes. We all respond differently, albeit you know, sometimes very slightly, but we always want differently to the same experience. And you are an individual. So the way that you respond will be unique. No one else will respond exactly quite like you. So by compulsively searching for answers, you you could be doing yourself more harm than good and actually increasing your stress levels. Because for example, hypothetically, if if you're experiencing something that the internet tells you is a bad sign, you're likely not going to be able to relax for that whole duration. And if it turns out to be something not negative at all, you've just put yourself under so much undue stress. So it's really not a helpful behavior. And even outside of of the fertility journey, if you have ever consulted, you know, Dr. Google, with any symptom ever, tell me one time you haven't stood up and left the computer thinking the absolute worst case scenario, I'll wait. You know, it's just one of those habits that we love to do, even though it is so unhelpful. And what do you do when during that time between Googling your symptoms and waiting for the doctor's appointments that you scheduled? What do you do during that time? You worry you worry because you've looked at the internet, you have all these different scenarios floating around in your head and there's nothing that you can do until you have that appointment, that doctor's appointment. Whereas if you if you didn't Google it and see, 
you know, 127 different examples of what it might be, you'd be, okay, here's a symptom. I've made a doctor's appointment. I'll wait and see what they say. And that's just so much less worry for you to endure. And that's what we want. We want to minimize any undue worry or stress that you are going through during this time. Okay, so tip number two, organize to do one activity per week that you really, truly enjoy. And this can be so helpful in being a positive distraction. And that's what we need to help break us out of a negative thought pattern. And when we get into that negative thought pattern, it can, it can very quickly become a deep, deep spiral. So this is a really great opportunity to, to reconnect with the inner you and make time for you and your passions. It's an opportunity to show yourself some love and compassion instead of worry. So one activity per week, either for yourself, you know, flying solo, or maybe with your partner or your friends, but make it a priority to focus your energy on doing something positive and beneficial for you as an individual. Tip number three, organize for additional support to help ease the load. This is a time in which it's it's really beneficial to take it super, super easy. A time to not exert yourself and just not put any additional strain on yourself. You're not wanting to be adding anything else to your plate you want to take those things off your plate so spend 10 to 15 minutes firstly just thinking of all the tasks that you have to do during this time some could be menial uh, some could require a bit more effort so just spend some time making a list of all the things that you have to do during this process and then look at which are the ones that you are really drawn to in the sense that you really want to back away from doing during this time? Which ones stand out to you that you really do not want to engage in during this period? So highlight those ones that you are actively trying to avoid. And then once you've done that, think about the ways in which you could action that. What are the ways in which you could actually not engage with those those tasks during that time? And don't forget, during this period, during this whole fertility journey, you know, really in general, people closest to us want to help. They want to help us. They want to help support us. But sometimes they don't know how. And either because uh, we've not explicitly said or that we've just, you know, plowed on and done everything ourselves and not left any room for people to offer that support or help ease the burden on us. And I think once you take that step and ask for support, you'll be really pleasantly surprised at how willing people are to help. So lean on that, use that, utilize that. So think about the ways in which you could action excuse me in which you could action not having to do those tasks during that time and thinking about all the people around you that could help support you instead so could someone else do dinner prep could you maybe outsource house cleaning 
if you already have kids, could someone else do the drop-offs and pickups? So there's two parts to this really. Firstly, identifying the things you would like to ease the load on. And then secondly, asking for help with it. Tip number four, schedule 30 minutes of worry time. And I know this sounds a bit counterproductive, but hear me out. Schedule and worry time is such an effective tool to help regain control of not only your thoughts, but your whole day. When we get into this negative thought spiral, it it can just be all-consuming and we can be stuck there for hours, spiraling deeper into these imaginations, these scenarios of unlikely, unhelpful, uh, destructive scenarios. And it can result in you feeling trapped in this anxious, irritable mood. So when we set aside a specific time slot to designate to our worries, we're not denying our thoughts or worries, we're actually maintaining control of them. So when you feel an intrusive thought come in, set it aside and say to yourself, I will think about that later and park it aside for those 30 minutes of scheduled worry time that you've scheduled for later that day. So what we're doing is we're stopping it in its tracks and setting it aside. And when we engage in that worry time later, it allows you to to fully feel it. This is your chance to actually lean into that. And more often than not, that full expression and acknowledgement of those negative thoughts and feelings can actually encourage them to dissipate faster than if you just continuously try to deny them and go ahead with your day. Okay, tip number five, have yourself a designated positive distraction on standby for when you feel yourself overthinking or overanalyzing. It could be uh, maybe a new podcast episode, a chapter of a book that you're reading, maybe a TV episode, uh, texting a friend, a breathing exercise that works for you, journaling, maybe a playlist, whatever it is, but have something already identified and on standby that will help give you that, just that bolster to push through with confidence in that you have a plan for feeling good when you feel yourself overthinking. I hope those five tips were helpful. I'd love to know what your thoughts are on them. So feel free to leave a comment below. Or let me know of any other tips that have helped you that you want to share with others. So I just want to talk quickly about the risk-resource approach to anxiety and, and go through the framework of an exercise that you can do. And as I mentioned before, this can be applied to any situation, not just fertility. So any instance in which you feel that overwhelming, excessive feelings of anxiety. So the goal the goal is not to actually get rid of anxiety, believe it or not. Anxiety is very, very helpful. It helps us to, it helps alert us to possible challenging or threatening situations. We, we need it to survive, basically. So the goal is not actually to get rid of it, but we want to get rid of the fear of it. The fear of it coming on and seeping into us, the fear of it 
being overwhelming. We want anxiety to be proportionate to the situation. And we can think of it instead as energy. It's energy for a challenge. Anxiety can be reframed as energy to help us cope with a challenging situation. And there's a lot of talk um, about anxiety lately, and I just think it can be sometimes helpful to remember that anxiety in proportion is very helpful, um, but it's excessive anxiety that can be debilitating. And excessive anxiety can result from overestimating risk and underestimating resources. And I just want to ask you, what are the things that you've given up on because of this excessive anxiety? Have you said no to some invitations? Have you missed out on gatherings, events? You know, it can really take a hold of us and limit our experiences if we let it. So as I mentioned, this can be applied not just to fertility, but to all areas of life, all experiences. And often when we're in the throes of anxiety, we don't really know what the outcome is that we're anxious about. It's just this all-encompassing feeling of fear. So we start with pinpointing the risks of a situation. What are all the possible risks of a particular situation that we're fearful of? What are all the possible outcomes of it that we're fearful of? And spend a moment on identifying them. Identify what all of the actual negative outcomes of a situation, the risks of a situation that we're fearful of, what actually are they? Let's verbalize them. Let's write them down. And then we look at what is the actual likelihood of each of these scenarios. What is the actual chance of it happening? Is it actually a very small chance? Quite possibly. And in the instance, if it did happen, what would that mean for you? What would that mean? What would the outcome of that mean for you? What would happen then? So this part is about identifying the risks, the risks that we perceive to that situation. And then we take a look at our resources. We look at both our innate resources and external resources that are available to us. So we ask ourselves questions such as, how have I managed these situations previously? How have I got through it before? What's been helpful? What's been helpful to me in these situations before? And what's available to me that can help to minimize the risk of this happening? What is it that I have that's available to me and within me, my own strengths to minimize this, to minimize this risk? And if this, um, if this fearful outcome has not actually happened before, why has this not happened? What was in place to prevent it from happening? So from analyzing 
both the risks and resources um, of a situation and our own protective factors, we can take steps to help paint a true reflection of that situation, a more accurate representation, as opposed to being consumed by this, um, by this excessive fear of it. And when we start to see a true reflection of the situation and the availability of the resources uh, available to us, we're then able to take back con more control for ourselves and feel less disempowered. So that's it from me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, I would love to know your thoughts on this episode and I'd also like for you to share any tips um, that have helped you during this period. So feel free to let me know. You can either drop them in the comments below or you can send me a DM on Instagram. So I'm at Kowalikov. You can also feel free to send me an email. My email is kate at koalakov.com.au. Don't forget if you're following me on Instagram or if you're on my email list, you will know that I am offering free hypnotherapy sessions for the rest of November. All you've got to do is input the code HYPNONOV at checkout and you can book your free hypnotherapy session. So I hope to see you there. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. And I hope you have a great rest of the day.